Nebraska Basketball Hall of Famer and nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. Strickland for three! And you're gonna go out of here as the Big Eight tournament champion. Middle school basketball coaching legend and Duke basketball shooting coach in his mind, Austin Orman. Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America, on air and online at theticketfm.com. Brought to you by Mary Ellen's Food for the Soul. This is On the Block with Stricken Austin. That's right. More On the Block coming your way. We're with you until 4 o'clock Central Time. I'm Austin Norman. He is Eric Strickland with you every weekday from 2 to 4 here on 93.7 The Ticket, theticketfm.com. Uh, Sarder Heyman Jewelers live video streams on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter. Oh, and by the way, if you have Allo Cable, Channel 951. That's right, Strick. We're TV stars now. That's what I hear, man. That's beautiful. That's it's that's that's just man. Listen, DPN and 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 the crew are just doing a wonderful job of of just expanding, man. What 93.7 the ticket is, and that that's that's phenomenal. I did. I saw the word over here. I got the tweet while I was on the boat. It's it's dope. That's so that's so fresh, man. I went into radio thinking I wouldn't have to be overly presentable. You know, be professional enough, walk in and, and not look too bad. But gosh darn it, with the streams, with TV and everything, I have to hire a makeup department. I don't like this. I mean, it's great, but man, subverting <laughs> yeah. expectations. Yeah, little, little did Nate, little, little did Nate know that uh, <laughs> we're actually going to be TV stars now. We're we're competing with you, Nate. Seriously, <laughs> Nate, yeah. Nate Brennan. Uh, no, it's kind of crazy, and it's funny because there would be times when Nate would come into the uh, uh, to the show coming from um, ten eleven, and he would be he'd have the makeup on, and it'd just be <laughs> funny uh, in his little suit, and he would change. But it, yeah, that's that's pretty cool. That, that mm-hmm. is pretty cool. I, I'm gonna be honest, um, Austin. I didn't I didn't really get into this. I just love sports, man. I love I love people. I love sports. And I'm, I'm I'm grateful to be able to just talk about these these wonderful young men and women that are coming up these this this new part of 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 the decade of sports that is in front of us that's been recently past us, and um, it's been it's been really cool, man. This is this is really cool for me. Absolutely, uh, fantastic to be a part of the ride here at the ticket. Love you know working with you. I appreciate you being as welcoming as you have here in my first couple months. It's a ticket family. It really is from everyone that yeah, you know, works in really the building is. and, you know, our beloved blockheads. We appreciate you guys and all, all you do for us, uh, all your comments and the nice things you have to say and the mean things, too. But mostly we appreciate the nice things. Uh, 402-464-5685 is where you get those thoughts in. Um, before we jump off into Lamar Jackson, a couple things. First of all. Mary Ellen's Food for the Soul. Big shout out to Charles and his crew. Now that we're on TV, got to make sure I don't have any of that slopped all over me, uh, given that I'm a messy eater. But uh, do go check out Charles and his crew at 27th and Pine Lake here in Lincoln. And on that aforementioned text line, Augie says, give me Caleb Love. Strick, I don't know. The talent is there. Highly rated recruit, but you live by the Caleb Love, you die by the Caleb Love, as North Carolina found out. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I, I, I would say that Nebraska fans have seen that. They've seen that picture. They know what that mm-hmm. picture looks like. Um, if, if let, let me just ask this. If you think um, 
the one-on-one style, the, you know, it's, I'm not going to say guys are selfish. I think they're just playing what they're used to doing in AAU mm-hmm. ball and all of that. And they've been given deference and green lights and all of that stuff. But 402-464-5685 on the Sutter-Hammond text line. Listen, um, if you had a chance to watch Nebraska play this year, do you like that style of basketball? Or do you like the style of basketball that was the previous year? You just, you you know, just let me know. I I, I would love to hear it. Uh, I would say that going to the games, watching the crowd, seeing the reactions, watching the hustle, the scrappiness, um, making the extra, the pass, the willingness to say, yeah, you know what? I could have taken that one, but you know what? That one's got a little bit better. That 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 was a more fun style for me to watch because there's so much frustration I have. I, I mean, at, at the ticket, they're lucky that none of the TVs were broke. <laughs> like I, I I could come across very mild mannered and stuff like that on the show and everything, but boy, some of the stuff I was seeing, it was it was so frustrating. <laughs> but you know, that's just that's part of I, I I say me personally, I like the style. The style of basketball that I saw last year, I would love to see a continuation of that. The idea of Caleb Love, what Caleb Love could be, is fun. It's enticing. And someone will talk themselves into that. And they'll get, you know, probably a couple 30-point games, maybe a 40-point game and a cool clutch moment. But for every one of those you get, you'll get a game like he had against Duke this year where he shot him out of it where he took you know, contested mm-hmm. one dribble pull-ups with 20 seconds on the shot clock, where you can see Baycott's number yep. and says, nope, I got this, where you have R.J. Davis coming around a pin-down screen and you drive away from it instead of sharing the ball. So again, the idea is yeah. fun. He's a St. Louis kid. He would be pretty close to home. Um, I-, I still think he ends up somewhere SEC, maybe ACC again, but it's going to be a team that is in desperate need of lead guard creation. Nebraska has enough guys that they can get by without having to, like you said, rely on one guy going one-on-one. You just can't rely on that after what we've seen the last couple of years. Yeah. In in the style of play, then then no. And also, I don't think he shoots a clip that's consistent enough Mm -mm. to uh, be one that you just say he's going to come off and you don't, you know, mine. I mean, I don't even think Tamanaga had that kind of uh, green light, and I think Tamanaga is a pretty good shooter. But um, yeah, I, I don't know if that fits. To me, he's very. I think a good, good close uh, picture that I can say outside of the the the, the passing and the skill set, he reminds me of Westbrook. You know, just oh, okay. You know, I can see very Westbrookish style of play where. You know, Durant is right there, and he's really that guy. <laughs> like, he's a matchup nightmare, and you go and try to do it yourself in the last, you know, 15 seconds. I'm like, I'm like Shh, that to me is a mind blower. but who am I? Speaking of Kevin Durant, he's back for the Suns tonight as they uh, try to improve their seating in the Western Conference, so that'll be something to monitor. But to the NFL, Strick, we found out yesterday. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, Before we oh. go to the NFL, listen. We talked real quick, Austin. I want to throw this at you real quick mm-hmm. before we go to the NFL because I know we're going to talk about Lamar Johnson and I know we're going to get there. But um, the Dallas Mavericks experience is not working. Or no, the, exper- not. Uh, the experiment. It is not working. And they're on the verge of maybe being dropped out. Like, that's how close it is. And, and again, I think it goes back to me. Uh, I mean, goes back to this for me that – 
you have two super alphas. And it's tough to have super alphas. See, the reason that that worked for Cleveland is because LeBron is not a super alpha. And you 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 know why I say that is because Dwayne Wade was that guy. When it came really, really time, Dwayne Wade was that guy. Mm-hmm. He, he was okay. He's okay with deference. He's okay with dropping it off to Bosch or, you, you know, mm-hmm. those two, they're super alphas. If it's in my hands, if I'm I'm doing something with it, you know, and so I think that's why it's not going to work. I don't think Kyrie will be there uh, next year, but I think that's going to put uh, a damper on uh, Luka Doncic. I think he may be one year away before he makes a decision to either it gets better or he may be one to ask for a bounce. Let's let's have that conversation. But if I'm the, if I if I'm if I'm if I'm the Dallas Mavericks though. I'm trying to preserve until after this, uh, the CBA. I'm trying to do whatever I can to keep him happy because I think there's going to be some adjustments and some changes in the CBA that's going to be better for the owners. So it's going to, it, it may take away what you had in the James Hardens and the John Walls and, you know, the Kevin Durant's and the Kyrie Irvings and all these individuals that just had so much power over the team. I think this next CBA is going to, be something to, to keep an eye on and i think the mavericks may try to preserve it just long enough to see what that cba is going to look like because i think it'll put more power back into mark cuban's hand what do you think that looks like how much more power well i think it'll just be enough that you know guys can't get wrecked over the coals you know okay. owners by way of you know you you just basically defaulting because i think there may be some things about playing that may be added into it possibly, you know, miss game. So you can't pull a Ben Simmons type of situation. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, be forcing a team where, you know, yeah, I think they worked out a way to where his salary, they, they found some loophole in it, but it still wasn't a good look. I think they're going to, they're going to try to work those things. I don't think it'll be a total shift to the, to the owner side, but I think there'll be some balancing of that. What then do the players get? Because if the owners get something, the players union is going to make sure the players get something too. What is it that the players would be willing to give up to the owners, but what do the players need to get back? That's why I think it's probably going to be a lockout. So mm-hmm. just, just, just be prepared. It's probably going to be a lot because they're, they're not going to be close. And, and the reason they're not going to be close is because the players got what they wanted in super high salaries and the salaries were shit. My gosh, I told my mom, mom, if you could have just waited about 10 years, about 10 years, we'd be about 60, 80 strong right now, you know, but <laughs> mom and dad, uh, they didn't know what was down the pike. So that only, only God knows that. But, uh, <laughs> but nonetheless, um, I, I, I think that because of the negotiation with the, the, uh, the networks with the TV deals, I think that's going to be a hindrance to them really getting what they want from the owners because mm-hmm. they're going to, the owners are going to be like, hey, what, what, what the freak you want me to do? You you guys are putting out a bad product. You're not playing. You're, you're missing so many games. We're low managing you. I mean, I mean, we did everything you wanted to do now. I mean, can, can, can we see some ROI on our, <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, I'm, I've come from the player side. I've been in a lockout. I know what it looks like, but at the same time, I just think that they it, it's went whew, way overboard and, and it's probably some raining back, similar to like a stock or, 
similar to like, uh, you know, the, the housing booms, prices are way through. There's some form of correction. I think this is going to be correction season for the NBA. What is a lockout like as a player? I mean, you've you've been through it. I don't think that's anything that a, a lot of people can relate to. What's it like as a lockout? I mean, basically, you you got to get it how you live. Do it on your own. You got to go find. You got to go find who. You got to go find places. You got to come together. Get with a group. Hey, we gonna meet down in Houston. We gonna be in New York. We're, you know, just to try to figure out how to how to do it. You can't simulate that stuff. Um, you can't get with the team. You can't get certain workouts. If you have ailments or rehabs, you got to go get it. But then your salaries was cut. You don't. You don't, you're not getting no money. So you you know. Hopefully you did good and and and, and stock portfolios aren't tanking like they yeah. are right now. And four hundred one ks is in the mud. Hopefully you know you did good and 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 in that time it was a blessing. I did good. They we put in a uh, nice chunk of change into uh, you know the, the war chest for the NBA for us to fight it. And you know we stayed. We stood our ground. And you know ultimately we got some good terms in the deal, but I, I, I just don't know if this is, this is going to be the one that they're going to be able to fight the long haul. Was it worth it? It was, was going to the lockout in, in the, in the short term and in the bigger picture, did it end up worth it for, for you and the rest of the guys in the league? I, I think it was, I mean, some would say that it wasn't. Some would say that that, that particular lockout locked out a lot of the older veterans because at that time, I think there was veteran minimums that were put in place. I mean, those minimums have increased. Mm-hmm. But um, at the time, it was something that, you know, guys didn't want to touch. So it got to a point where if you were a 10-year guy, you were going to get a minimum of a million or some more dollars. They were saying, well, shoot, we can go down here and get us a four-year guy and, you know, get you, a, you know, get somebody to replace you. So it kind of started to wash a lot of us out, which, you know, wasn't good. But so I would say in a lot of, and I would say to what they see now, yes, it was good. I would say that was a positive, but, but to, you know, some of us, it wasn't at the time. There you go. Uh, back on the Western conference playoff picture with, with all those moving pieces, you mentioned the Mavs right now. They're in 11th place in the West, uh, just a half game out of a play in spot behind both the thunder and the Lakers. Not out of it, but you lose two games in a row to Charlotte. That's never a good look, especially at this time of year. Say the Mavs make the play-in tournament. Does that make the Luka Kyrie experiment worth it? If they miss it, was it not worth it on its face? Even ignoring the results, was it worth the gamble, or would you have passed on the deal? I mean, I think you can just look at. I could just. I think you can just look at to where it came. It kind of made sense at the time because Luca was ailing, and so you know, Kyrie. When you have both of them kind of in an ailing situation where one's not playing and the other one's kind of filling in the void, it makes sense. But if you look at it when they're together, you just look at their record when they're together. It's 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 just not a, a good look for them. Um, just even over the last ten games, they're three. They're I think. Um, They've won three of their last 10. Yeah. So it's not a good look for them on that. Now, what's helped them is the Lakers took a loss that they shouldn't have had. Um, uh, I think they lost. Well, I, I want to say it was either OKC. I can't remember exactly, but it was a loss that they, you know, on the return of LeBron, LeBron comes mm-hmm. back and then they end up taking a loss. 
But again, they're still right there. They're only, like you said, a game and a half back. Um, but still, look how close they are. I mean, there's only what? How many games left? I think, what, six? Lakers have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven games left. So, yeah, between six and yeah. seven games. So, with that, that's how crazy this is. You know, the Clippers are making a nice run. It's looking like what they did works is working to their benefit. Um, the Suns has kind of been just holding on. Oh, they just got KD just back. from that – right. Just from that fifth slot, there are only three games. I mean, you go on a run right now, you can jump all the way up as far as the third, fourth, I mean, the fourth or fifth seed. Mm-hmm. So it's 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 still kind of crazy. So keep your eye out on this this next stretch. Again, the Lakers hit the road. They're on their they're on their probably not they're they're the second easiest schedule, but they're on the road. And on the road, they're not great. They're 15 and 23 on the road, uh, or 16 and 20 on the road. So that's something to keep an eye on, even though they're not going to be playing great teams. You've already seen what they did against Houston. They lost to Houston. Uh, Houston on a given night can get on one and then end up clipping you. So mm-hmm. that's 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 the scare. I, I personally think Houston's already on a boat like me somewhere. They already <laughs> in, in, they're already in the Gulf somewhere. <laughs> I mean, they, they didn't check out, but you know we'll see. You mentioned those last seven games. They play on the road at Chicago tomorrow. Oh, they just lost to Chicago at yeah. home on Sunday. They just lost to them. Mm-hmm. That's that was the game because Demar Rosen and them and mm-hmm. and Zach Levine was going nuts on them. Yeah, that's the game. Yep. Yeah, uh, at, and that's one they thought they should have got. That's one they thought they should have got. Yeah, they should have had that one. You go to Minnesota, who's pesky, can get you any given night. Mm-hmm. You go to Houston, where, like you said, you just lost, and that's a young team that can get on a heater at any given moment. Then you go to Utah, which, you know, for yeah. people maybe accustomed to the they're L.A. Fighting. nightlife, Utah's fighting, too. They're in that same they're conversation. Fighting. Your last road game of the season, then, is you play the Clippers, but that's back at whatever it is now, not the Staples Center, but it's always the Staples Center to me. And then Phoenix and Utah. or something like that. Yeah, yeah, whatever it is. So you can't afford to lose to Chicago again. you got to find a way to clip right. Minnesota. But then you finish out with Utah twice, the Clippers, and Phoenix. All of those teams have something to play for. So you need LeBron healthy and engaged, and you can't afford to have any missteps because Dallas will get you. Utah will get you. OKC could move up maybe a little bit. So this, mm-hmm. I, man, there's so many teams in that stretch that are going to have their season defined by these last five, six, seven games. Exactly. Especially in the Western Conference, that's definitely the case. And like you said, um, they're 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 not all the way sold. Uh, I mean, they're not all the way in position yet. So Chicago's still fighting for their life. So they're going to come out and play. Chicago's you know, in 10th right they're, now. They're... they're, they're they're intent, and that's the thing. There's still, you know, a, a game stretch left um, where, you know, if Washington gets on one, which they're not, they're two and eight of their last games. But if Washington got on one or the Pacers got on one, watch out. You might end up getting getting uh, your uh, playoff pass revoked. So you, mm-hmm. you need to basically stay on point. So just be careful now. Chicago's fighting for their life, too. Absolutely. In in that Eastern Conference, the Bulls are a game back of both the Raptors and the Hawks uh, in that 8-9 game. And the Heat right now are four games clear of the Bulls at 40 and 35, uh, 14 back of the Bucks, who right now look again like the class of the NBA. Boston came out so strong to start the year. 
Milwaukee just kept mm-hmm. plugging along. Middleton out for a while. Um, Giannis and, Giannis and Holiday kept mm-hmm. them uh, pretty much afloat. Boston was the talk of the first few months, but right now it's Milwaukee who's the class of the East again. Absolutely. I I, I would have to agree. Keep an eye on them. They're dangerous. But I, I, I want to ask you this question. Which one of the two teams are fraudulent, the Denver Nuggets or the Memphis Grizzlies? Oh, Sorry, boy. Text line, you can jump in on that too. 402-464-5685. Which, 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 which of those two teams are fraudulent? Because I think one of them, you know, if not both are. What stands out to me is the Nuggets 32-6 and six record at home. And that makes a lot of sense because you're playing at altitude, whereas Denver's used to. What mm-hmm. I didn't realize is that Memphis is also 32-5 and five at home. So those two teams are very good there. What I will say is Denver has the best player between those two teams in Nikola Jokic. And they've been closer than Memphis has. So to me... Yes, the Nuggets still have plenty to prove in terms of making the Western Conference Finals and finally breaking through. Memphis hasn't even done that. So Memphis has a lot more that it can show me. My my, my sleeper is Sacramento. Mm-hmm. And yep. um, they're, they're, they're my sleeper because they've been the most consistent and most balanced team uh, in the Western Coast uh, in the West in the West Western Conference. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm I'm watching out for them as my sleeper. There you go. We're gonna switch gears now to Husker Spring Football. Steve Sipple of Early Break with Sip and Jake. He'll join the show. Uh, what's he seeing at practice? What is he hearing? We'll get the lowdown and the latest from uh, Husker Spring Ball with Steve on the other side. <laughs> 